I mean, if you want to keep going, that's fine. No, okay. <laughs> I don't. Thank you. You stupid jerk. Do your job. <laughs> you did a good job, you. You professional, you. Quit it. And don't let it happen again. All right. Run this podcast into the ground, will you? I'm doing my best. And the home of the Welcome to episode 54 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And it has been a week, and here we are again. That That's really, <laughs> wow, that's some <laughs> exciting radio there. It's been a week, and we're here talking to you again on the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk about hockey. I'm sorry, I... <laughs> don't know what's come over me. Um, I apologize, but I am so glad that you have deigned to grace us with your audio presence, that you've found us worthy of your ears. We will attempt to deliver and to reward that faith that you have shown in us. And us, of course, is myself, Gary, and my co-host, James. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty well, sir. How about yourself? I'm okay. I think slowly but surely my uh, vocular area is improving. So uh, I, I hope I sound a little better than last week. I think there were points last week where my voice was a little weak, a little strained, and I hope that didn't come across as too difficult to listen to. But I do feel, I'm still not 100%, but I do feel a lot better this week. Yeah, you sound loud and clear as well as last week too. So you're a real pro, man. You toughed it through, and I'm glad that you're 100% now. Excellent. Thank you. I you know, I try. I try hard, man. I try hard. I got a podcast up. There you go. And you succeed at it, too. There's one thing to try. It's another thing to try and succeed. So well done, sir. Do or do not. There is no try. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, trademark infringement aside, what uh, what's going on <laughs> with you, buddy? Not much. Looking forward to the Rose Charities uh, Deck Hockey Tournament on 429 Saturday April 29th. So uh, thank you for everybody that listened in to last week's episode. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was great having Rachel come on the podcast to talk about it. If you missed last week's episode, please go back and check it out. Uh, you can hear all about what a worthy cause Rose Charities is. And uh, you can hear about the Rose Charities hockey tournament, which happens annually and is happening this Saturday, tomorrow, as this podcast drops. So if you don't listen to it on Friday or Saturday, then you will have missed it. But you can still donate to the Rose Charities by going to their website and donating via PayPal. So if you want the link for that, it is on our Facebook page, which is, of course, we are at Hit the Deck on Facebook. But enough about last week. Let's jump into this week. We have a lot to talk about and I think we should go ahead and get started. So if you agree, then I will go ahead. James is giving me the thumbs up. I will go ahead and uh, get us into our starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, right in front of me. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> on defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. A little distracted. I'm sorry. Pardon I think me. I think James has forgotten who's doing this podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, the recording of this podcast. It's game one of the Rangers Ottawa Senators second round uh, Stanley Cup championship playoff. So I'm um, sorry about that. <laughs> hockey on the radio, hockey on the television, hockey, hockey everywhere. I guess that's the whole point of this thing, though, right? Yes, it is. All right. So, you know, if you can tear yourself away, I apologize for uh, having to ask this of you. But if you can give us just a few minutes of your time, James, would you mind terribly telling us what is on deck for this podcast? Will do, sir. Thank you. The American Rhino Unleashed. Thank you to all who tuned into our YouTube live coverage of the Misfits versus Dazed and Confused semifinal game in the sports arena's over 40 deck league Saturday night. But before the American Rhino recorded and engineered the webcast, as well as lugged all the gear around, he played two deck hockey games himself in the morning. Gary will tell us all about his typical day in the life of a deck hockey loving rhino. Fantasy Hockey Part B. Another huge thank you to Katie Donellan for inviting me to the MetLife NHL Pro Camp last week and for taking great care of me the whole event. As promised from the last hit the deck, the American Rhino and I will give all the details of this dream come true hockey experience. And Scouter. We all can't earn a spot on an elite hockey roster, but for those of us that have to buy our own jerseys instead of a team supplying them for us, we can still make a living from the sport we love so much. A former junior hockey goaltender named Stormer Santana took the problems he faced in trying to decide what college to play for and developed a website that lets current hockey players give honest reviews of the colleges, teams, and leagues they play in. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I understand as well as anybody how important playoff hockey is, James. You don't have to explain it to me. I was lamenting to my wife earlier that I didn't put on my jersey soon enough, and that's why the Senators tied up the game. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it was a lousy power play, but uh, don't, don't beat yourself up on that. If I the don't beat myself up, who will? Well, yeah, it's true. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, beating yourself up, please walk us through your extremely long and incredible day that was last Saturday. A day in the life? That's right. All right. Uh, woke up, got out of bed, uh, dragged a comb across my head, found my way downstairs and drank a cup. And looking up, I noticed I was late. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> a day in my life Beautiful. was... Uh, no, that. Actually, I shouldn't say that because this was my day this past Saturday, but it is not a typical day in the life for me. It's just a bunch of things that happened to converge on the same day this past week. But so as you alluded to in the morning, I had a deck hockey game with the LIQ. So it's nearby. It's it's not far from my house where we play. So I uh, walked over there. Good stretch of the legs. You know, uh, to, to kind of get a little bit loose just on the way there. Brought my gear, uh, obviously. You know, you don't play without gear. That's just silly, especially if you're a goalie. And, you know, we played a couple of games, which I am happy to say that I won. Not, uh, we won. I shouldn't say I. We, my team, won both games, which was nice. You know, it was, uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from the other team, but it's always nice to win. You know, especially since these games were a tune-up for the aforementioned Rose Charities Tournament, which is happening two days from now as we record. 
So, you know, it was uh, it was nice to go into that tournament with a little bit of confidence. So uh, especially since last week or not last week, but the last time we had played, I had lost both games that I played. So that was uh, a bit disheartening. So, that you know, it's nice to go in on a high note. And yeah, I mean, fun times, tiring as <laughs> hockey always is, because that's what happens. But uh, it was it was fun to play. We got some players we hadn't seen in a long time that came out, as well as somebody new. So that was nice. You know, old faces, new faces. And uh, it's always great to have new players or old players to play with because you know, variety is, is great. And having the extra guys is, is great to ensure that we get a game. And uh, so when that was over, came home, showered, and I uh, reviewed the stuff that I needed to put together to get everything ready for the evening when James and I were broadcasting. If you listened to the last podcast, you know James and I were broadcasting the playoff game from out in the sports arena in St. James, where in the uh, over 40 C League, we broadcast the semifinal playoff matchup between Dazed and Confused and uh, the Misfits. And that was a fun game. And so I, I got all the, the gear ready for that because we do have, you know, we, we don't travel light for these games. We're happy to do them. But unfortunately, the setup that we have as professional as we try to be with all this, the setup that we bring with us isn't exactly minor. So I had to make sure that I had all the cables and all the gear and, you know, adapters and microphones and blah, blah, blah. So... Did that, put that together, and then James came, and I think we watched some baseball, uh, had some dinner, and then we headed out to St. James for the game. And speaking of which, friend of Hit the Decks, Mr. Anthony Novello, Gary and I had a chance to do a pregame interview with him. So uh, to kind of bring you there, if you didn't see the game, or maybe whet your appetite to watch the game on our YouTube channel, here's Mr. Novello. Okay, we're in the locker room with uh, Misfits Center, Anthony Novello, and the reason why we're able to broadcast some deck hockey games here. So, Anthony, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just telling us how long you've been playing deck hockey. Uh, I played all through my 20s, and, uh, you know, I was a kid, played some roller hockey, and, uh, you know, started playing deck hockey again probably about five years ago. And uh, my friend Chris on the league invited me down for, uh, since it was a 40 and over league, I figured let's get some exercise and get out there. Very cool. So how long have you been in this league specifically? Uh, I think this is the fifth season I'm playing on this team. So you've obviously been in the playoffs before, but uh, have you played a team that was undefeated before tonight? We have not faced an undefeated team yet in the playoffs. Okay, so in the regular season, again, the team that the Misfits are playing tonight are dazed and confused, and it seems like they leave the opposition dazed and confused, but whatever the name of the the team is. Um, When you faced them in the regular season, and this was early in the year? This was, I do believe, the second game of the season. Okay, but obviously the playoffs are a whole other situation, a whole other situation, I should say. Uh, is your game plan against them to try and score early and then keep them down? I think we're going to try to play a defensive game and uh, try to keep the goals off the board and uh, hope, for, uh, hope for the best. Okay, so since you faced them last, basically you have the same squad and they have the same squad, so the same cast of characters on both sides? Correct. Okay. Um, so let's say that worst comes to worst, they score early, and they seem like a team that could score early and quick. Are you going to change your game plan at all, or just kind of stick with the, you know, obviously if you're down a goal or two at the end of one, it's 
got a lot of hockey left. But if you're down like five nothing or something, worst case scenario, you're still gonna dig down and, and see what happens, or kind of just stop the bleeding, if you will. Hey, it's playoff hockey. You know, you you got to keep going till the end of the game. And uh, you know, if you can get uh, three or four and get back in the game, that'd be great. Exactly. So uh, penalty wise, it is pretty evenly matched team in that aspect. Are they a clean team? Yeah, I do believe they were a uh, pretty clean team, okay. as, as we are. Cool. Yeah, so that's good. So you don't have to worry about the sin bin and you know, playing your game and all that stuff. So uh, the last game that we did uh, record of yours, and the first one that we did at Hit the Deck, was uh, some great action and some physical play as well. So for the over 40 crew, does that come into your mind at all? Or is playoffs now, you just you sacrifice the body, you do what you need to do, especially playing center, you have to play end-to-end. Just... Put your head down and go for it, or do you kind of lay back a little bit because you have your job to go to on Monday morning? Now, unfortunately, yeah, this is uh, playoff hockey, so you really want to give 110%, and, uh, you know, that's why we come out here and play. It, I, it's a fun league, but, you you know, you want, at the end of the day, you want to win. Okay, cool. All right, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and best of luck out there. Thank you. And thank you, Anthony, for stepping up and doing that pregame interview, interrupting your pregame routine to talk to us a little bit. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we also appreciate the fact that we were able to get the opposition perspective before the game. Uh, We were able to talk to Jeff Riccardi from Days and Confused. Fun little trivia fact. Jeff Riccardi is married to Jennifer Riccardi, who plays for MASH, which was the second game that we broadcast in our Hit the Deck Hockey series. So it's all one big happy hockey family. And uh, so why don't we go back to the locker room pregame and hear what Jeff had to say. James, take it away. Okay. All right, so we're here with uh, Jeff Riccardi from uh, Dazed and Confused. And uh, Jeff, now you guys are undefeated. I know it's the playoffs, but you seem to have a big target on your backs. Uh, As much as you guys score... You're familiar with the Misfits? Any change in game plan? This is the first season for this team, and it's uh, hodgepodge a bunch of guys that came together. I've actually never been on a team that was this relentless and efficient with just nothing faces us. We just keep coming. The forecheck, we've got some guys with speed. Our goalie, nine goals all season. It's always let up. Joe Lodono, he's been outstanding. Um, you know, there's a couple of good teams in here in this league, like the Papa Bears and Win, Loser, Booze, that really put us to the wall. We actually won one game uh, overtime, one nothing. Um, but we just, relentless team. They just keep pushing and pushing and pushing for the over 40 league guys with these legs. I'm not one of them, but you'll see a lot of the guys on my team, they just don't stop. Thanks a lot. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thank you, James, for doing those interviews. And thank you both, Anthony and Jeff, for, again, contributing, taking time out of your pregame routine to contribute to the podcast, to the broadcast, and, you know, to to whatever cast <laughs> that, uh, you know, we happen to engage in. And so for those of you who weren't able to watch the stream and probably even those of you who were, because unfortunately we did run into some issues with the Wi-Fi at the venue and it looks like we only got out about half the game. That's when the signal dropped out for good and it stopped broadcasting on YouTube, which is unfortunate because we try to put on a professional product and and we, you know, the last thing we want to do is give you some hockey interruptus, especially in the playoffs. But we're going to catch you up on what happened in that game right now. So if you were wondering, 
the uh, score when the signal dropped out, the Dazed and Confused were up 2 nothing early in the second period. So, James, you want to catch us up on what happened in the interim? Will do. Yeah, I'll just go from the beginning because uh, we kind of got the first goal of the game scored by Sean Farrell of Dazed and Confused. We were also able to record Eddie Walsh's and Tim Barham's goals for DNC. And then the sports arenas, as Gary said, the Wi-Fi just completely quit on us. So Chris Jenke's second period goal for DNC and Jeff Missler's third period goal for the Misfits were unfortunately not recorded on the webcast, but that was no fault on us. And again, uh, just getting on to sit down and and get the equipment ready and make sure that we're hitting the ground running. There's really no time at all between games and we have to wait for um, the previous game to the the fans to walk out. So to see Gary work at such an amazing rate to just get the first drop puck going, it's amazing. And then to make sure that the audio is working and the video is working and that we are webcasting, it's remarkable because Gary does it all by himself. He, he's an engineer, he's a color man, and uh, he's a cameraman all at once. So again, unfortunately, the Wi-Fi, that's how it works. So if that's not working, there's nothing you can do about it. But again, Gary did so much to put on what we were able to record and just wanted to give those goal scorers out there a little tip of the cap and tap of the stick because great job for you guys. So sorry that we didn't get it on the air, but again, the Wi-Fi just killed us. Just to give you an idea of what was happening at the venue that night, it was playoff hockey for the over 40 league that we were covering, but it was also the playoffs for the two youth leagues for the two games prior to that one. So we showed up. It was in overtime of one youth game. The stands were jam-packed with you know parents and friends and what have you, and that game ended in a shootout after one of the goalies got hurt, unfortunately. But the kid got up and he finished the game, so he's a trooper. Then when those family members, family and friends, piled out of the stands, the family and friends of the next youth game, which looked like a a high school game maybe, those high school-aged kids, those fans piled into the stands and there was not a seat to be had for poor James and I. And we figured... You know, these people are here to watch their kids and what have you, and we're just here to to broadcast the next game. So we'll do our best to just set up quickly when this game ends. And unfortunately, both games ran a little long, so they cut short the interval, the warm-up period for the men's game, the Dazed and Confused and Misfits. So we had to kind of scramble and set up as quickly as we could. And we did, and everything seemed to be working fine until, again, as James said and as I said before, the Wi-Fi dropped out. So there really was nothing we could do about that, like James said. And we apologize for the fact that we were not able to bring you a complete game. In the future, we have actually, I'm going to tell you right now, we've taken steps so that I will be able to post a complete game even if the Wi-Fi drops out after the fact. So look forward to that for future editions of Hit the Deck Hockey. But for the current edition of Hit the Deck Hockey, as James alluded to, the final score, Dazed and Confused 4, Misfits 1. So Dazed and Confused will go on to the finals, which is a best of three to face the Papa Bears, who is the other semifinal team that won their game, and they beat win-lose or booze four goals to three. So they will be facing the juggernaut, the undefeated juggernaut that is Dazed and Confused, who I believe at this point is 12-0 and on their season, including the playoffs. So they, they will be facing 
uh, you know, <laughs> may God have mercy on the Papa Bear's <laughs> souls. And, you know, best of three. So they'll have their shots, but they're going to have to work hard. And we will try and bring you the result of that when we have it. So, uh, but that's the scoop. Yeah. And also just to, to reiterate what uh, the American Rhino was saying is we called the game and, and filmed the game as if we were being broadcast or webcast, if you will. So that's great that Gary has to do another great genius work that he always does where there's a backup plan now. But uh, we we didn't know when we were off or when we were on. So we were just treating it like we were on the whole night. So we were kind of hoping that the Wi-Fi would kick back in. But thank you, Gary, for all of your work and for making it happen. And uh, we look forward to doing more in the future. And also for all your research, too, for printing out the rosters and the scorecards and, and all of that other stuff as well. So we appreciate it. And thank you, sir. That's just all part of the preparation. So uh, moving on to other hockey related matters, if I recall correctly, and you know, I'm, I'm getting senile in my old age, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost 37. So <laughs> I'm getting up there. <laughs> But I seem to recall last week we were talking about a really, really cool experience that you were able to partake in, James. And we weren't able to give the full story on that because we had a packed podcast last week. And we promised you, our listener, that we would go into more detail. And of course, by we, I mean James. Would go into more detail on the fantasy pro camp experience that he had at Chelsea Piers on, uh, I forget what the date was, but it was sometime last week. So, um, James, if you wouldn't mind, we've kept these poor people in suspense for long enough. Would you please fill us in on part two of fantasy hockey? Would be happy to. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, again, a very, very special thank you to Katie Donellan for not only inviting me to the dream event, but for making sure I participated in everything. And thank you to my bro for being friends with Mikey, who is Katie's wife. And that's how I was able to go. So it was awesome. MetLife sponsored it. She works for MetLife and it was a really amazing experience. So Adam Graves was there in the flesh. He came out and skated with us and gave us tips and did a post-game interview and Q&A, signed sticks and pucks and pictures and took pictures with us. Just an amazing, amazing experience to share the ice with the 94 Stanley Cup champion and a man with the roster of Adam Graves, just uh, with, 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 with the resume of Adam Graves, I should say, is just amazing and uh, very humbling to be on the same ice as he was. But such a cool guy, a great guy perfect ambassador for the NHL. So uh, first of all, you were allowed to bring your own gear if you have it. I kind of overdid it because I brought shoulder pads and traditional hockey pants. Be prepared. But true. The problem with that was Chelsea Piers is really difficult to get to. So lugging all of that stuff around on the subway and then having to walk over to Chelsea Piers was not easy. So the less stuff you can take, the better. So just if you find yourself in a pro camp in the future at Chelsea Piers, just keep that in mind. And so what they did do is if you needed it, they supplied a helmet and gloves and skates, of course, hockey skates. And MetLife also gave everyone a jersey to keep and a pair of warm-up pants also to keep. Nice. Yeah, which was pretty cool. So MetLife also supplied a stick that you could have used that Adam Graves eventually signed. Wait, right wait, in wait. front of you too. You, yes. You walked away with a jersey, warm-up pants, and a new stick? Yes, sir. Two new sticks, actually, thanks to Katie. So... <laughs> 
Did you get your choice of righty or lefty? As a matter of fact, you did, yes. All right. And uh, yeah. what about size? Was it like, did, did they have a range of sizes or was it just one size fits all, essentially? Yeah, that's why I ended up getting two. One was a little bit too short for me. I'm not a tall man. I'm only 5'9", and on skates, I'm assuming maybe a couple of inches taller. But it was a little uh, shorter than what I'm used to, especially being a defenseman. You have to have as long a stick as possible. But the, the other one they gave me, which was the extra one that Adam Graves was kind enough to sign, was for a junior. So that's, and that was a lefty blade, as a matter of fact. I'm not a tall man, but I know what wood is. <laughs> exactly. So that's how uh, Katie was able to hook me up with, with two. So hopefully I could give one each to uh, my niece and nephew. But uh, oh, right, nice. yeah, they, they did enough to accommodate everybody, righty, lefty, and proper length and such. So uh, did, did you also, I think you mentioned this last week, but did you also get the stick that you brought signed? I did No, I, I did not get that signed on purpose because uh, if you've tuned in to hit the decks in the past, that is my Riker stick, which Gary named that because I referred to it as my number one because it's a very old Titan hockey stick from, I don't know, 1996, mid-90s, the shaft. And uh, at the time, I even had Gretzky blade on it, but, you know, Gretzky retired and you can't get that blade anymore. But it's, I refer to it as number one because it's my oldest and dearest hockey stick. So Gary said, oh, just call it Riker in terms of the Star Trek The Next Generation because uh, Captain Picard referred to Commander Riker as number one. That so, stick uh, is one bad mother. Shut your mouth. But I'm talking about the shaft. I can dig it. <laughs> Yeah, so I couldn't sacrifice that because I have to use it. Obviously, I'm not going to use the uh, the Graves sign sticks. But I guess if you wanted to, you probably could. Sorry. I go because off on these places and I just, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm glad because it's not the James podcast, so it's the Hit the Deck podcast. But uh, yeah, he, he was kind enough. I saw one of the coaches there, one of the Chelsea Pierce coaches that helped us out. A female, as a matter of fact, he had a helmet that, Mr. Graves signed. So I'm sure that if you brought stuff, he would have been happy to sign for you because he's just that type of guy. I'm sure but, uh, within no. reason. Well, yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah. Jerseys and stuff of that nature. I saw people bring Graves jerseys as a matter of fact. I have an so. effigy that I made out of earwax. Will you sign it, please? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh... Just ho hockey <laughs> things like helmets and pucks and right. jerseys and sticks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even skates. I don't know. But anyway. All right. Uh, so you got all this great stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got suited up once you get there. I assume you, you know, you go in the locker room or whatever and get suited up. Then what happens? Right. Yeah. You sign in, you gear up and then a freshly Zambonied sheet of ice. Oh, nothing yes. better than a nice fresh sheet of ice. Amen, brother. And they let us all out there. So we had like a quote unquote pregame warm up which was a dream for me because I've never done that before. It was so cool. They had pucks out there so you could stick hand a little bit. You could skate wherever you wanted. You had the whole rink to yourself. The American Rhino, you asked me last week how many people participated. Mm -hmm. I went back to the link of the pictures and I counted roughly about 30 players there, nice. all told. Yeah, so I, I think all maybe everybody included was about 100 people, but I mm -hmm. think on the ice at one point was roughly 30, not including the coaches and, of course, Mr. Graves himself. So you really had the whole ice to yourself and everybody was just having all the smiles on our faces and skating wherever we wanted and taking shots on net and passing the puck. And like I said, also to pay homage to uh, the American Rhino, I cleared the puck just for you. As a true defenseman would. And I appreciate uh, that. Absolutely. Because uh, you were sorely, sorely missed. And I made sure not to go near the crease either in, in your honor too, but I could just picture <laughs> you there. So hopefully we could get a chance to do that. As a matter of fact, they even mentioned that um, there were representatives from the NHL there that were helping out with the MetLife people. Scouting? And, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> hope not. 
<laughs> and uh, one of the things that they mentioned in the future is that maybe they could do a daddy-daughter thing, and that would just be perfect for the American rhino. Yes, uh, as we've mentioned, I do have a little rhino. She's in bed right now, and, you know, she does like hockey. She likes the idea of hockey. She does want to be able to play, you know, someday. So we'll see. And I, I have a question for you, James. Yes. Uh, this is this was whole like uh, this day was like some kind of mini fantasy camp thing, right? right. So the, the they wanted to give you the whole fantasy experience. Did you have an opportunity to drive the Zamboni? No, I did not. That was, um, I would I would demand your money back. Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. That would be an awesome feature in the future. But funny story: one of the places that Gary and I do skate often is the uh, World Ice Arena in Queens, which is right by City Field where the Mets play. And they had an opportunity for a Zamboni driver, so I applied for it. They never got back to me. I asked them about them to follow up, but unfortunately, that was the closest I ever got to being a Zamboni driver. But anyway, that would have been a pretty nice little feature to do in the the pro camp. But we'll see. Maybe in the future. Yeah, well, here's open. Knock on wood. Right. So, But as it was, an MC came out on the ice after we were all warmed up, introduced the uh, on-hand sky rink coaches, explained how the day was going to unfold, and then introduced Mr. Adam Graves to the ice, which was absolutely surreal seeing Mr. Graves humbly skate out there and give each one of us a fist bump. He went around to every one of us and gave us a fist bump before he went into the circle and gave us a little brief uh, explanation of a brief summary of his career and how the day was going to unfold and um, just being an all-around great guy that he is. Was that MC Hammer or MC Escher? Uh, neither. It was, oh, I don't know right. the name of the guy, but he seemed professional and cool and did a good job of running the, the show. And now, welcome Mr. Adam Graves! Y'all ready for this? Was it one of those? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, okay. It was uh, not too far from it, though. And if it would have been that, that other song that Dance and Larry always comes out to, that would have been cool. But anyway, uh, maybe we could, if they take suggestions, we could uh, make this amazing event even... Sorry. Even more memorable... <laughs> So good stuff. Good stuff, American Rhino. Yeah, you know me. And again, we were broken up into three groups, beginner, intermediate, and expert. And each of those groups then participated in three events apiece, accuracy shooting, skating and passing, and stick handling relay, and a simulated power play slash penalty kill. All right. So I told you I was going to call you on this last week. (laughs) Tell us the story of the accuracy (laughs) drill, please. Okay, uh, this is really embarrassing, but they gave us five practice shots and then five shots that they counted. So, like I said, I brought my own stick and... um, Now, wait, before you continue, James, what was the target? How did they set up the targets that you were shooting at? Okay, yeah, um, I'll try and explain this as best I can. So it's regulation goals, four by six, and they covered most of the goal with the exception of little pockets that had little nets in them. So there were two in the top corners, you know, top shelf of glove side and blocker side, and then on the bottom corners where the pads would be roughly. So four little pockets there, and then a five-hole pocket. So, so it was your basic shooter tutor. Exactly right. Not like the targets that they have at the All-Star game. Exactly right. Yeah, they did not uh, give us those cool targets because they probably would have wasted them on us and it would have been harder to set up. But lo and behold... They set us up by the slot, you know, what's that, about 25 feet away from the net or so, give or take? I play on a handball court. You're asking the wrong guy. And uh, so, oh, it was 100 feet away. 
<laughs> we were, yeah, was, we, were uh, the... we actually had to shoot from the next rink. It was crazy. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, and they set up five shots for us to practice with, and then the five shots that they uh, would would count. But God bless these good coaches. Question number one was, do we have to aim at each target? And the coach was polite enough to saying, no, if, if you could, if you're getting close to one target, keep shooting at it. So you didn't have to go to all four shots to hit the angles. Yeah. So I think on the third practice shot, I was, again, I've never tried ice hockey before, but I have played roller hockey in the past. So I kind of had the ability to at least make a halfway kind of sort of decent shot. And lo and behold, by some miracle on the third shot, I think everything just fell into place and I lifted the puck. It went off of Riker perfectly, and it went into the top left-hand corner, so over the blocker side of the goalie, and it went in. This was and, uh, um, your practice shots, you said? It was the practice shots. Okay. So now, were, were the, you taking wristers, slappers? Yes. Was, oh, no. I, I was barely staying on my feet as it was, so I wasn't going to <laughs> attempt a slap shot at all. So wristers, Spin exactly. Rooney. No, no, yeah. As best, well, as best I could, slappers. Let's just say that. Uh, excuse me, wristers. Let's just say that. So uh, not Spin a Rooney. Self- I think I'm Booker T. Spin a Rama. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I meant. Well, I mean, every when I think of the, the whatever spin you want to put on, it is uh, that Brian Leach goal in uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. But anyway, uh, that's an example of what we're talking about. So just James quote, shot quote, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Anyone who's not a wrestling fan will have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, shame on you, or at least you don't know what you're missing. So, but thank you for that, Mr. American Rhino. And uh, so, Can yeah, you so dig one went that, in. And sucker? Then, then uh, it was the other teammates' turns to go. And then, second round, I was kind of getting it close to the five hole, but none of it went in. So, I'm thinking in my head, oh, geez, I got the practice one, one out of 10, I was all told. And I sheepishly just skated away with my head down. Mm-hmm. Then moved on to the other uh, assignment and didn't think of it again. So fast forward to the post games lunch, which was supplied by uh, Outback Steakhouse with steak and chicken. Barbecue chicken was magnificent, delicious. I think and, in cases uh, like this, you would call it a luncheon. It sounds fancier. Okay, yeah, thank you. So that that's what we did. And um, so then at there, uh, the Adam Graves had a sit down and a question and answer segment and also a time where you could walk up to him and everybody got a chance to take a picture with Mr. Graves individually. And then after that, they had like a little award ceremony for anybody who did well in the uh, the skills competitions that we were just talking about. So there was one team that did the relay in a record time for amateurs and they were rewarded for that. So they got certificates, they had extra signed glossies of Mr. Graves and got another picture with Mr. Graves, which was really, really cool and well-earned. Then there was uh, one of the experts apparently was five for five in the accuracy shooting. Nice. Which he deserved to get a, uh, I didn't see it, but I'm assuming, I don't know if he went all five shots or whatever. But uh, anyway, he all the shots he took, he got him in and God bless him for that. So he got a certificate and a picture and a, and a signed picture with, with Mr. Graves. So after that, they had the nerve <laughs> to award some schmuck who actually got one out of 10 and, uh, that schmuck was me. So they gave me a certificate for getting one out of ten. Hey, it's not nothing. <laughs> and, um, I was really, it was very embarrassing. And, and I sheepishly walked up to Mr. Graves and he was so kind and didn't even laugh at me. He actually shook my hand and said, good job. Without listen, just in my face. Listen, it's one more than I've ever gotten. So... Whatever, but that was really uh, a really remarkable honor 
<laughs> something so undeserved, but much, much appreciated and something I'll never forget. But I wish everything any I'm a mediocre guy in everything I do. So I wish I was rewarded and all the other stuff. But that was really nice and really cool of them. So. <laughs> But before all that happened, there was one last thing on the ice, which was great, was uh, once everybody completed the fun tasks, there was, I believe there were two five-minute full ice pickup games that the experts participated and then everybody else did. We were the intermediates and the beginners. Which experts Adam versus did. everybody else? Yes, exactly. And boy, he would have smoked us. It's, oh, there were no goalies, by the way. So that was another reason why you were sorely, sorely missed. Mr. American Rhino, but there were bodies everywhere excepting goal, and it was incredible to see Adam Graves right in the middle of everything, passing to everyone, skating with us, and uh, treating us like we were real teammates. It was a really remarkable dream come true, so it was awesome. Hey, this is a silly question, but was Adam Graves wearing like a Rangers jersey, or was he wearing one of the uh, same jerseys that you guys were wearing? Yeah, uh, he, he was not wearing a Ranger jersey, but he did have his uh, Bauer gloves with the Ranger scheme on them. But okay. he had a white um, MetLife jersey with his name and number on the back, oh, and everybody course. else had a black MetLife jersey. So he stood out a little bit more. Oh, Adam that- Graves thinks he's so special just because his number's <laughs> been retired by the New York Rangers. Suddenly he gets his own jersey when everybody else has to wear Oh, okay. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> what a diva. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, there was a couple of little kids out there and some girls too and, and Graves was really bending over backwards for them and keeping them engaged and rooting them on and giving them tips and obviously those kids are going to be fans for life as they grow up and maybe who knows be the next Adam Graves so really a remarkable day thank you again Katie Donellan. it was a dream come true I hope everybody who's a hockey fan can participate in something like that once or twice or more like Gretzky does his own thing in Las Vegas every year, but uh, it was really absolutely amazing and, and so appreciated and something I'll never forget and, and, and so a dream come true, absolute dream come true. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. I wish I could have been there with you. Me too. Hopefully next year, if they do it, that uh, and they, especially if they do the father and, and daughter thing, we got to get the American Rhino out there. Well, we'll see. But for now, thanks for sharing all that with us. I, uh, I appreciate it. Now I'm sure the listener does too. Yeah, I'll try and post pictures of it, too, on our uh, Facebook uh, page and stuff so you can see for yourself. But um, again, unless you participated in it, you're going to recognize Adam Graves, but everybody else, we all look the same. So with the the black jerseys and helmets and things. So if you weren't there, it's really maybe uh, not too much fun to look at those pictures. But if you're an Adam Graves fan, by all means, check them out. All right. Thank you. Sure. So uh, speaking of amateur hockey experiences, what's our last topic for the evening, James? Yeah, it's something called Scouter, and it's a website that was developed by a man by the name of Stormer Santana. That's his first name. I don't know if that's a nickname or whatever, but... I I, I don't know. Maybe he's he, uh, the child of a meteorologist. Maybe, but he's, uh, he's listed as Stormer Santana, and the website, if you're interested in it, is uh, www.scoutrsports.com. That's S-C-O-U-T, the letter R sports.com. So that's how it is. And what this scouter is, is a navigational resource. And this is quoted from their website created by athletes for athletes. And their mission is to be the benchmark for credible information to assist 
elite athletes and their families. So it was something that came out of uh, necessity for Mr. Santana as he was a former junior hockey goaltender and looking to go to a college or university. And he and his family had a big decision to make. So he didn't really have enough information to go on as to what the campus life would have been like, exactly what the program was like, what the coaches were like and gameplay. This a lot of really major questions you need to handle living conditions, so on and so forth. So there weren't many avenues for him to get true answers from. So he decided to make a website himself where everybody who's playing there, there's about 423, last time I checked on the website, participants on there and schools mentioned and and, uh, minor league hockey leagues mentioned by current players and uh, former players, which it's all honest and they have a uh, rating scale from one to five. So Scouter uses nine different categories for reviewers to rate their experiences on a scale of one to five, including academics, travel, equipment, facilities, management, living conditions, game atmosphere, team reputation, and exposure. So really everything you could think of is all listed there for one to five, and it's all honest. So it's pretty cool. I think it's free, too. So no strings attached. So this is basically Yelp for hockey programs. Is that right? Perfect. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, Stormer Santana, I believe he himself said that that's what he was uh, inspired by, that there's Yelp and uh, Travelocity and other websites that you can rate restaurants and and businesses and uh, hotels and things and let people know if you should stay there or or eat there or whatever, participate in these uh, businesses and contribute to them and if it's worth your while. So something as important as deciding what school you're going to, especially if you're a hockey player what will best your chances to making it to the big leagues one day or whatever the case is. So major stuff. And it's really cool and helpful. And again, I don't know if uh, Mr. Santana was able to continue with his hockey career. If not, he's doing something wonderful and paying it forward and helping future hockey players at that. So good stuff there for Stormer Santana and uh, congratulations. So I'm, I'm not trying to make light of this. I, I, I want to just kind of put that out there right now but um we've talked before about the problems that someone like theo flurry had when he was in you know the minors and and when he was coming up through various hockey programs and some of the abuse that he suffered at the hands of coaches and really just unfortunate stuff and how those kind of things happen more frequently than anybody would care to admit or think about and i don't remember which Hit the deck. We talked about that on, but it's out there in the archives if you want to look it up. James, just tell, stop, stop throwing fingers at me. Just tell me. It was episode 24. 24. Okay. I'm glad you had that off the top of your head. So back in episode 24, uh, we talked about Theo Fleury's troubles and the, it was, uh, it, it was about basically kind of the healing process and, and ways that they're trying to improve that situation. But it sounds like if something like this had been around then or or even, you know, I'm sure that stuff hasn't been completely stamped out. So hopefully a tool like this can even help some people to avoid those kind of bad programs that players can be taken advantage of in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good for kind of casual or semi-serious players to try and find the best programs. But it could also be an important tool for kind of identifying, potentially, for identifying these trouble spots and hopefully helping to accelerate stamping them out. Yeah, excellent point, American Rhino. I didn't even think about that. So terrific. Absolutely. That's beautiful. You never want to do something that despicable. And if you do, you you have to be stopped immediately. So yeah, that was a terrific point. I'm sure Mr. Fleury would uh, definitely appreciate that as well. So 
good stuff out there. Thank you. So, um, yeah, good report. Good, good scouting report, James, <laughs> or scouter <laughs> report. Thanks, coach. Scouting or sc- scoutering. Good scoutering report. Yeah, I like that one. Let's go with that one. <laughs> All right. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Okay, so that being said, these podcasts fly so fast. I don't know. I, I kind of lapsed into a very light brogue there for no apparent reason. These podcasts fly so fast. I don't know what is wrong with me. All right. Anyway. You should stop listening to us in, in, in very short order, and I should facilitate that because you deserve it. So I would like to thank you sincerely for tuning in to another episode of Hit the Deck. I hope that we have entertained you, informed you, and you know just generally made it worth your time. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast, to Anthony Sejazi for contributing music to the podcast, and as... James mentioned earlier being the hookup that allowed him to connect with Katie and Mike, who is her husband, I believe, and getting him in on that MetLife Pro Camp. Thank you to the LIQ for providing sound effects for the podcast. And I would encourage you, our dear listener, I say this every week, but I'm going to keep saying it. I would encourage you to If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this very podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or any number of other outlets where you might get your podcast. I would also encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast, on YouTube because not only do we have these Hit the Deck Hockey features, such as the, well, it wound up being half of the playoff game that we uh, just put up between the misfits and dazed and confused but you can look forward to some very special tournament related features from the rose charities tournament coming up in the coming weeks so that is something that you are not going to want to miss out on and if you subscribe then you can get that little notification that we've got a new video for your eyes and your ears as soon as it goes up and who doesn't want that i would like to ask you if you want to talk to us, if you want to email us, if you want to contact us, if you want to correct us, if you just want to open a dialogue with us, we're not hard to find. We'd love to hear from you at hitthedeck at gmail.com. That is our email address. We can be found on Facebook and Instagram at hitthedeck. On Twitter, you can tweet at us at hitthedeckpod and, you know, all that good stuff. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I'll mention it again. Please consider reviewing our humble podcast on itunes i'm not going to ask you for a five-star review i'm going to ask you for whatever review you think is fair because you are your own person and i respect you enough that i think you can make your own decision and i also respect you enough to stop talking and ask james if there's anything that i've missed you have not you've covered it all like the great goalie that you are and i wish you the best of luck in the rose charities uh, tournament on saturday and hope to see everybody out there and james will be right there with me so uh i on behalf of the both of us if you're playing in the rose charities tournament if you played if you're listening to this after and you played in the rose charities tournament If you're playing in any kind of hockey, anytime, anywhere, if you're watching the playoffs and you get frustrated with the way your team is playing and you go out there and you bring that frustration with you, I urge you, I encourage you, I beg of you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody.
My buddy, my buddy, I call him for every podcast. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy is James. Hello, sir. Hey, pal. How are you? 